The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Silber, Dayan and author of The Code of Jewish Conduct, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Bavakama Davkuf Tess. I would like to mention a few more musogim, a few more concepts in Hilchus Geneva. Uh, I would like to speak about not so much the actual Ganef today as his shlichim, his messengers, his agents who do the job for him, or his partners in the Avera, or those who just help him and encourage him in any way. Lifnei um, Iver. The Shulchan Aruch says that you're not allowed to purchase anything from a Ganef. If you do so, if you buy his stolen merchandise of him, the Shulchanar says this is a very big Avera. You are helping, you're encouraging and helping and encouraging, you're both encouraging him to steal, you are causing him to steal. He will steal more and more because of people like you, because the Teva is, the human nature is, if he's got nobody to sell the stuff to, he's not going to steal it at all. So because of the people who are buying the stolen, the stolen stuff from him, that is why he is continuing to steal. So it's a, quite a serious Avera. The Shulchan Aruch actually says it's Don't put a stumbling block in front of a blind man, literally. But what it really means is don't trip someone up into doing an Avera. Uh, personally, I have big kasha on this. It's a bit difficult for me to understand why, why it should be Lifnei Iver. Because we do Paskin that Lifnei Iver is only if the person had no other way of getting hold of this. You're, you're the one who helped him. For instance, if there's a piece of novella at the other side of the river and then there's no way that he could get it and you went and brought it over to him, that's Lifnei Iver. Uh, Goy needed a piece of Eva Minachai and Nozir needed a cup of wine and you were the only person who can bring it to them and you brought it to them. That is Lifnei Iver. If they had a different way of getting hold of it and you just help them, that's only Messiahia. Uh The Shukhanach calls this Lifnei Iver. I'm not sure why. It's not a real Lifnei Iver because if he doesn't sell it to you, he'll probably sell it to someone else. Unless if you say we're talking in a case where he only stole it to sell it to you. And if you don't buy it, he would never have stolen it. And he will only steal further if he can sell it to you. And if you're not buying it, he's not stealing. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Uh, you, you, you are definitely, it is a very serious Avera, and you're definitely the person who's causing him to continue stealing, get used to this bad habit. Uh, Chazal say that the mouse is not the real thief, it's his hole that's the thief. In other words, people who are chilekim aganav, and the ganav goes around stealing stuff, and they just uh, take, take par- a partners in, in the luti, that they are uh, they 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 are the main ganovim. Where the stuff ends up in the end is what bothers us. Uh, is 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 what is who's called the ganov. Uh, it does seem to, that people are more lax in buying from a ganov than in actually doing the ganeva. It's true that actually doing the ganeva is is a, a real avera da'iraisa, whereas buying from the ganov is maybe if it's a lifneva a da'iraisa, but usually only a masayeya. Um, maybe ethically, it's it's a very very bad thing. It's uh, it, it's also also absolutely forbidden according to halacha. However, people are more lax when it comes to buying from a ganav than doing the actual ganeva.
the Rambam actually notes in Hilchas Tshuva that this is one of the that there are 24 things that that uh, stop a person from being able to do Tshuva. This is one of them. It's the kind of Avera that people think is almost not an Avera, and therefore it's very hard for them to do Tshuva for it. It's also also to help a Ganav in any way doing his Ganevas. Um, one of the things is a Shinui. If the Ganav does a Shinui Rishus, so if it's after Yush, then it becomes his. There's no Veheshevis HaGazela Asher Gozal anymore. There's only Veheshevis HaGazela, the, its value. Uh, if you're at the other end and you now acquire it from the Ganav and create the Shinui Rishus, so you've helped the Ganav. If you help the Ganav doing a Shinui, he stole planks of wood, you're making furniture with it for him. Uh, that is also Osur. You're assisting a Ganav. We don't allow that. Uh, there are cases in which a an assister, somebody who helps the Ganav, will be called, will be treated as the Ganav himself. He will sometimes be obliged to pay, just like the Ganav. He is just as high as the Ganav. There are places that he would only be high because of Dine Garmi or because of some kind of a knas, a fine that the based in see fitting. As we go along, we'll hear a little bit more about this. Um, Chazal said that you're not allowed to buy anything from a worker that may be may really belong to his boss. There's a, a farmer boy who works in the farm. He's selling cheap eggs, a bit cheaper than his boss. They may be stolen. He's selling cheap wool. He's selling you a cheap, fresh lamb just born today. He may be stealing it. You're not allowed to buy certain things from certain workers which may be their bosses. You walk into a carpentry and his worker, his apprentice, is willing to sell you pieces of wood quite cheap. Uh, he may have no permission to take these pieces of wood. You're not allowed to buy them. There were many rules about this, but they were mainly applicable to their generation when those kinds of craftsmen had access to those kind of things. Nowadays, it could be anything. You know, you could be in an office and you ask for a pen to sign a cheque and the boy said, yeah, you can take the pen. Well, if it's an advertising ploy and the office has their name printed on the pen and wants to get as many pens out as possible, then you can. But if you think that, no, this might be his boss's pen and he has no right to let you take it, then you can't take it. You can't even take a rubber band to, to, to tie up your wallet, unless if his boss probably lets this kind of thing. Takona uh, Sashuk. Someone bought something and it turned out it was stolen. Sometimes there is a takona sashuk and you don't have to give it back to its owner for free because you didn't know it was stolen. You just bought it innocently. If the owner comes and says, give me that, that's sentimental, that's my, my grandmother's uh, transistor radio and you have to give it to me because this person stole it. And look, open up the battery compartment and you'll see that my name and my, my grandmother's name and mother's name and my name are there. And it's, yes, you open it up and it's really true and it's it's obviously been stolen. You realize you bought it from someone who had, who had stolen it or whatever. You don't have to give it back for free if there is a Takona Sashuk. Sometimes there is no Takona Sashuk and you have to give it back for free. If you knew that the person you're buying it from is a real Ganav, is a known Ganav, then you have to give it back for free and how much you paid for it, you'll go back to the Ganav and ask for. But if you didn't know it was stolen, then it would be a Takona Sashuk. And you don't have to give it back for free. The owner wants it back. He'll have to pay you for it. Um, another kind of uh, stolen articles arriving at your arriving at you. You were standing 
around and you saw somebody, you saw Shimon going into Levi's house, climbing into a window. So you saw, well, let's use names to make, make it easier. You stand there and see Joe climbing into uh, Yisrael's window. Joe's climbing into Yisrael's window secretly and he steals a chayfetz, he steals some article, or you just saw him turning, turning up at Yisrael's Shalom Zocha and pocketing the silver snuff box. Uh, he, he doesn't have, he, um, okay, and he's taking something. And he says, you ask Joe, what do you think you're doing? And he says, uh, it's mine. I just left this snuff box here last time, the last Shalom Zoff a year and a half ago. Or he says, uh, it's, well, Yisrael owes me a lot of money and I'm, I just have to do this. It's the only way I can get my money back. Okay, what happened was, later, uh, Joe came over to you. And he asked you, can you watch this article for me? Can you, Here, can I deposit this silver snuff box with you? And uh, what did you do? You went and took it and gave it back to... You, you, you took it, he deposited it with you. And Joe came back knocking on your door two days later and said, can I have back the snuff box I left here? And you gave it back to him. Oh, then all of a sudden Yisrael turns up and he says, Hello. Who, who are you to give back the nice snuff box? You saw him pocketing that snuff box by Mashalom Zocha. Why did you give it back to him? He stole it. You, you gave back to the Ganav a stolen article. You had my article, my snuff box, and you gave it back to the Ganav. Now you have to pay me for it. The halacha is you do not have to pay because you believed Joe that he, it was really his snuff box. You believe, Joe, that uh, whatever, he had some kind of complaint that he claimed that Yisrael owed it to him. You believe you shouldn't have given it back to Joe, but that now that you have given it back to Joe, you do not have to pay Yisrael what he's asking for. However, if Joe had no reason at all for justifying his actions, he just climbed into the window and climbed out of the window with a computer under his arm, or he just pocketed the silver snuff box, antique silver snuff box at the Shalom Zocha, and he had no reason, he has no, no justification for what he's doing. And you know that it is a, a broad daylight theft, this is a plain theft, and Joe asked, deposit it with you, asked, can you watch over it? And so, oh, so the minute it got into your hands, you now have to make sure it gets back to Yisrael. And if you gave it back to Joe, then you will be held responsible and you will have to pay Yisrael. Even though Joe has already completely acquired and done the, the whole Geneva on this snuff box by the time it came to you, and he's just depositing it with you and then asking for it back, it doesn't matter. You knew that it was stolen and you... You, you now have it for safekeeping. You should have safe kept it for the right person and given it back to Yisrael. You have a din of a shomer aveda. It's as if Yisrael lost his snuff box in the street and you found it. You now have to watch over it very well. You might be a shomer chinam, you might be a shomer socha, but you have to watch over it like a shomer and give it back to Yisrael. And that, that is the din here too. If you gave it back to Joe, the thief, then you will have to be. You will have to pay. You will have to pay Israel for what you for what you for what you've stolen from him. For for what you haven't given it back to the right person. Um, okay, that's that's I suppose another other another way of assisting a ganif. 
what about if you assist a gunner in transport of in some way uh, somebody stole something and he lifted it up he did a hagboya a halachic acquisition and uh, the next thing we know is he needs to you know he, he could lift it up one time and acquire it and he's a gunner but then he's standing in the fellow's garden and he can't schlep it by himself and he whistles at you and you come over and help him you helped the thief to whisk away his booty his theft you are chayef. Uh, sorry if you if he already acquired the whole thing and he, he did uh, maybe if it's still in the garden then it's it's still it's still in his hot so that not he stole the whole thing He's waiting by the bus stop and he flags down your taxi and you transport him away from there. You are Potter and he is Chayev. Uh, another reason to Potter you is because it's a sorry, we're not in the garden. We'll talk about that in a minute. He was by the bus stop with this computer and you had no idea he stole it. If you had no idea he stole it, that's for sure a good reason to Potter you. But also, even if you did know it's stolen, you're just transporting him with his stuff. You, we can't hold you responsibility for that. However, if the if you saw him with a stolen computer and realize it's stolen and you stole it from him then you are chayef and the owner of the computer if he wants could claim it from him who did the theft if he wants can claim it from you who now has the theft in your domain in your in your ashus um even after yush the second ganof would be chayef Goinev Minaganev, well, we've said it before, we'll say it again, is only a Pator from Kefel. There's no Hetelachatchila, certainly not, and you are just as Chayev as the first Ganev, which, which means that if the Balabais wants, he can come and take it back from you or from the first Ganev. Okay, two burglars stole together. Who's Chayev? How much? What's going on? Uh, the first. The, the, these, the second Ganov saw that the first Ganov cannot lift this whole piece of antique furniture out of the Rishus by himself. You see him standing in the corner of the Cohen's garden and you, 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 you know Joe is not up to so good and he's got Cohen's antique um, um, table and he's standing there at the, at the entrance of the garden. He can't get it out there himself. It's too heavy. Or, for whatever other reason, he cannot get this thing out there himself. So, what do you do? You should have understood that he's in the middle of stealing over here. What is he doing? What, what, why has he gone into Cohen's garden at all? What's he doing taking antique tables out of there? So, you obviously knew that, uh, that you're helping a thief. You're assisting a thief in his theft. Uh, so you're helping him with his stealing. So even though the first person did a hagbar, and initially did a, pr a proper acquisition, you will both be chayev, you'll both be obliged to pay. And whoever he wants, he can come, the owner can come and claim his antique table from you or from Joe. The same would be if Joe is in the diamond office and he's tossing things out the windows, all different kinds of uh, jewellery or whatever else, and to your open-topped sports car just underneath, and you're going to drive away with it. The same din will apply. He then might get caught, but you've got the stuff, and he'll sit in prison for Avalon. He'll sit, and when he comes out, you'll share it. 
So that, that the same would apply to that. You hear you're, you're assisting in a very full manner. You know he's the ganav, and you are helping him um, take the stuff away. It's irrelevant in such a case who did the hagbar, who did the initial acquisition of Geneva, because you're both doing the Geneva together. And I, and even if you, you didn't do the actual first acquisition, you're no less than somebody who steals from a ganav, who also has to rotsamizegoiva, rotsamizegoiva, who's held as, as responsible to return the stuff as the real ganav. Um, another way of transporting Geneva. What happens if the first Ganef climbed in the wind in the middle of the night, took all the woman's jewellery and hid it between the roots of the hedge under a paper bag and ran off from, had to escape from the town because the police looked at the television cameras of the neighbours and saw exactly who did it and then they're looking for him now. So he left the Geneva over there under the paper bag between the hedge, which for some reason didn't get onto the camera. And what did he do? He called you up and said to you, can you go there? You'll see under the paper bag, uh, a little cloth bag. It's a little bit heavy. Uh, it's all their jewellery. Can you please bring it to me here in Uzbekistan? Uh, if that's the case, also you will be just as high as him. Not only that, you are the main gunner. You are the main gunner. He hid it, had no way of getting it away from there. You are the one who took it from there. True, he did Hagbar, he did the official acquisition, but without you, he wouldn't have... Here, again, it's a case where you, you both will be Chayev. Not only will he be Chayev when he comes back from Uzbekistan, so will you be Chayev um, wherever and whenever. Okay, what about Ashliach? What about Ashliach? I, uh, I didn't want to... I, I, I like chocolate very, very much. So what did I do? I told you, oh, you're going to the supermarket. Can you please pickpocket a piece, uh, a, 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 a candy bar for me while you're there? Uh, you know, sh just put a slip it in your pocket. And uh, if you stand like to the left and look out the door, then you, then you block the camera and you, you can't even get caught. So uh, please, can you can you steal something? Because, so what 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 about that? So he went and he and he did it. He stole. Who's the Ganef? Am I the Ganef who asked him to do it and explained him exactly how not to get caught? Or is, is he the Ganef that he actually pickpocketed the chocolate? So you may tell me that it's quite simple that if he hasn't given me the chocolate yet, he is the Ganef. What about after he's given me the chocolate? So after he's given me the chocolate, maybe I'm the Ganef. There is a rule, maybe I, only I'm the Ganef, because he only did it for me. Look, he brought it to me. Had he picked up an Aveda in the street and given it to me like that, then it's mine, and it never became his. He was picking it up for me. What about by Geneva? No, by Geneva he is Chayev. Picking up an Aveda in the street, there's nothing wrong with that. And picking it up for me, is a big tzaddik doing a mitzvah. Over here, he knew it was an Aveira. And there is a rule, Ein Shliach Lidvar Aveira. You cannot be an emissary. You cannot be an agent to do an Aveira for someone. Why? If the Rebbe says, we're learning today, page 26, and one of the boys in the class says, no, we're learning page 44, who do you listen to? You listen to the Rebbe. If Hashem said you're not allowed to steal, and this fellow says, can you please steal? When you arrive there at the supermarket and you've got your hands in the candy bar, you have to think, Hashem said, don't take it. Joe said, take it. Who should I listen to? 
And if you didn't listen to Hashem, you are chayev. Ein shliach lidva avera. However, that is till he gives you the chocolate. And even after he gives you the chocolate, he will still be chayev. But not only, but, but once it has come to your possession, then you're no less than a goin of minaganaf. Once it's in, the, once you have a stolen article over here, you're also, you will also be held responsible to give it back or pay for it. Uh, what about if you told Joe, can you go to room 26 in the dormitory? And I, I left a candy bar on the table over there. Now, you know jolly well that that candy bar was somebody else, Yankel Flechelsteins, that his grandmother just sent it to him from Switzerland. And you tell Joe, can you go there and get that candy bar for me? And I left it behind, I just went in to speak to somebody over there, and I left it behind on the table. In walks your innocent emissary, and he takes the candy bar, and he comes running back to you with it. Will we say over here, he did the, he did the Avera, not me, although now that it's in my Rishus, I have to give it back. But if it got lost on the way here, you know, or whatever, who is the Ganav? Him or me? Well, the, there's a Gemara in Babakama. If somebody tells somebody, can you go and get my ox from Mr. Cohen's garden? And he did. He had no idea that it was, it was Mr. Cohen's ox. He thought it was your ox. Why should he suspect you? Then, in that case, you will be Chayev and he will be Potter. There, it's not possible to say over here, and therefore, because he had no way of knowing that this is not even a Gnev Beshegig, it's an Oynas. He had no way of knowing whose who's this really was. And uh, and he thought he was doing a mitzvah, he probably gets half for doing a mitzvah for, doing, for, for helping you. Uh, however, however, if you sent a Shliach who always does exactly what you want him to do. He's one of those very conscientious people and you know that he is going to do your shlichas for you. In such a case, even though there is a... In such a case, even though there is a divrei rav, divrei talmid, divrei mishay meim, uh, because it's a, it's a, it, it, it's why do you listen to me and steal the chocolate from the supermarket? But you know that this person does anything and everything you ask him to do. Some place can say that you are also that you are chayev. Only you are chayev because you knew he was going to do it. You are chayev. However, others are chaylik. Um Sometimes you might have a very good idea. You want a bar of chocolate desperately, and there's that mentally handicapped uh, fellow in the neighbourhood that everybody says good morning to with such a warm heart, and you desperately want chocolate. So you tell this fellow to go to the supermarket and take chocolate from the shelf next to the door and bring it to you, and he does because he wants to make you happy. Uh, there you can't say if your shliach was a cheresheit of a cotton, or in fact. A goy, an akum. Also, there is a machlekes haposkim who is chayv. It could be that you will be you will be chayv even if the chocolate never got to you, because you, you, it, was, it was quite obvious that they were going to do the shlichas, and it's not possible to be mechayev them because they're not a bar chiyuva bedineinu. All right. Now, what about somebody who just tells a crooked fellow about where where his neighbour has hidden his jewellery? 
or tells his 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 uh, tells another uh, tells a crooked fellow what the combination is of his neighbor's safe. Hamare machteres. There's a tshuva in the tshuva sedeshen, and it's paskind. It's a, a ramor in in uh, in shachnoruch. That you you showed a machteres. You showed a hiding place, or you taught him the combination lock. You told him where the keys are hidden. You told him where somebody has a lot of a lot of possessions hidden. You've ta- you've you've cracked all the all the you've you've ta- given all the secrets the secret information over to somebody, even if he is a famous known ganaf. You've told him where the stuff is hidden. You've told him how to get in there, and he went and stole it. If he is a Jew, even if he would have done this as your emissary you would be Potter, unless, of course, the stuff got to your hands, but it didn't get to your hands. He took it and ran away with it. Certainly, if he if he's not your shliach, he just went and stole, you are Potter. You are Potter bedine odom, because you did not have to suspect that a yid would go and steal, even if he is a ganof mufursim. He has not done it as your emissary, as your shliach, and therefore you're Potter bedine odom. However, you have caused this theft and you have done what's called groma, indirect damage, and you will be chayav b'dinei shamayim. However, if this fellow was a member of the Italian mafia, if this fellow was an akum, a goy, then it's uh, quite reasonable to assume that if he knows where the stuff's hidden or how to get in there, he will certainly go and steal it. And therefore, it is bichlal garmi, and it's almost, as, and it is as if you have been Moiser Momen Yisrael, you've got a din of a Moiser. You've given over Jewish money to crooked people. And you have to pay, just like a Moiser has to pay, Medina de Garmi. Uh, what about if you just give them a key? Oh, I haven't done anything. A key just costs a dollar. And all I did was drop him a key. Well, it was a story about a woman who obviously wasn't very loyal to her husband in monetary matters. And she, uh, she asked the blacksmith, who was making keys for her husband's safe, she asked the blacksmith for an enormous amount of money to make her an extra key. And uh, she said, please keep this quiet, don't tell my husband about this. So what has he done? He hasn't done, he hasn't showed the hiding place of the money, he has, what exactly has he done? Maybe he's done some kind of a grommet, an indirect grommet. But because she asked, can you please keep this secret? And because she was willing to pay so much money for this extra key, therefore the poiskim say that you, this blacksmith should be punished. Uh, he should have gone and told, he could have made an extra key for the big price, for the big fee, but he should have gone and told her husband that she also has a key. She should have under, he should have understood that she intends to steal from her husband's safe and he has assisted her in her theft. Here we see a case where even though you haven't actually assisted with anything, it's quite indirect. You've just told him where the key is. Family Cohen have gone out to eat the Friday night meal and you just told someone that they, maybe two weeks ago in a passing comment that they, hide, that they usually hide their key you know, behind, uh, behind uh, the stone in the left-hand corner of their garden. If the person you told is a non-Jew or is a 
someone who knows them very well and is quite likely to go in what is desperate to know how to get into that house when they're not around to obviously steal if you knew that that's what he wants to, that that's what you're telling him for then even though you're not a gunner it's it's not even real grammar but we will be the based in will fine you uh, however they see fitting for what you've done in assisting this gunner the Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havar Halacha Center. To reach the center for halacha consultation, service, educational seminars, or media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.